Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, I mean, look, you can live a long life, or there are three things that happen. You live a long life, you get sick or hurt and can't work, uh, and if you live a long life, then you know, you have to think about will you outlive your assets or who's going to help me when I'm older? And, and then and then you could die, right? Prematurely. All of these, when you're building that foundation of your financial plan, all of these things come to play and all of these things are talked about. My name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a passionate advocate for families and individuals dealing with difficult financial realities. She personally navigated these same financial complexities when caring for her father through his battle with pancreatic cancer. Abby faced the same challenges she regularly helps others overcome and gained a unique appreciation for the importance of being supported through these challenging times with grace and dignity. She believes that when money is removed from the equation, people can focus on what truly matters, love and family. 
Abby's insightful empathy has made her a valuable resource to her clients in their times of need. So please help me by welcoming my guest, Abby Large. Hey, Abby. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. So tell me, take me through your story. So dad has pancreatic cancer. How did finances get into the mix? Yeah. So, you know, um, my parents' relationship with money was, I, I would, I would say it was a little dysfunctional because nobody really ever taught them how to save and how to prepare and how to protect and plan. And so I grew up not really understanding that either. And then I entered into this business and I show a lot of my clients protection products, right? Life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, things like that. I'm a full financial advisor, but one of my specialties is protection because we have risks that we have externally in the world, right? We have systematic risk and, and unsystematic risk. And people try to diversify away from these risks, but one of the things that you cannot diversify away from is systematic risk. So, and and the one thing that people are not understanding lately is that we have entered into this new uh, realm of risk, which is longevity. Mm. People are just living longer. And my dad had a heart attack at 53 survived. His father at 50 something had a heart attack, died. So my father, because of modern medicine, because of whatever, you know, medicines, this, that, and so forth, he was able to survive. What killed him was the cancer, right? Okay. So 20 years later. So I I remember when I got into this field, uh, my dad and my mom said, well, you're our long-term care. (laughs) I said, no, I'm not. Excuse I me? said, no, I'm not. And so my <laughs> husband and I said, you know, um, you know, because they, they, they just didn't understand how to prepare. I've tried yeah. to talk to them. And at the end of the day, when he said that, I said, you know what? No, I'm going to buy a long-term care policy on you. I'm going to buy a, a life insurance policy on you, a disability policy on you. I did all of these things for, for my parents. And when my dad got sick, they didn't have a lot of money, right? Because they never understood what it was like to save for retirement. Nobody ever taught them. So they were living paycheck to paycheck. They had all these credit card debt. They had all this stuff going on. And of course, they don't tell you about it yeah. until you know you have to find out about it. So when my dad was diagnosed, it was, um, it was really hard. Um, I, I, I definitely... I'm grateful for the time that I spent with with him while he was sick, but they lived in Texas. I live in Connecticut. So my my I have one sister and my mother and they were in Texas with him. And at the end of the day, my sister and her husband and my 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 mother and my father, they didn't have the financial wherewithal to understand the ins and the outs of everything. So I was the one that was paying for everything right mm-hmm. i was paying for his yeah. care i was mm-hmm. paying i was dealing with the, the 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 maintenance of the medicine and 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 the house and 
I mean, I was cleaning the pool and cleaning their home and I was doing everything. And if money was involved, meaning I was paying for everything, but I knew in the back of my mind that I had this long-term care policy that was going to reimburse me for a lot of the care that I was paying for. And also we had set up a life insurance policy on him so that as he was going through all of his assets, I knew that this life insurance policy, once he did pass, would replace all of that money. So money for our family, while it could have been what killed us all, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it really, you know, it it left us with what you, what you said before, um, it just took the money conversation out of what we had to do and focus on him and making sure that his last and final days were peaceful and full with family and how much we loved him. And the money got paid out after it was just, everybody was, I was made whole again. And so I think families, you know, it's interesting because families don't discuss these things because it's, taboo or their parents are uncomfortable with it. And I make it a point to make sure that this is discussed. Not only is it discussed with your phase of life, because a lot of my clients are in their sandwich years, meaning they're taking care of kids and they're taking care of their elderly parents. Mm -hmm. And it's really difficult because as your kids are growing up, your parents are kind of diverse, like diverting to what they were when they were children, right? So it, it, it's a lot of emotion. And so money, just the word money and what it does is emotional. Yeah. There's a, there's a question that I ask my clients when I talk to them, which is what is it about your relationship with money? That's important to you. How, uh, there's several questions that I ask. What was your relationship growing up with your parents with money? And that's a big question because so many people have different relationships Mm -hmm. and they don't talk about it. They just react. So, and they get triggered by somebody else's spending habits, for example, or somebody else's saving habits, for example. And they get triggered by certain things that happened in their childhood about money. And it causes so much conflict. Yep. And so what I do with my clients is I get that out. I get it out right in, right up front. Like, yeah. what is it that happened in your childhood that makes you feel the way you feel today? Mm-hmm. And it's really an interesting conversation because it winds up being very enlightening for both people in the relationship, not just me. Mm-hmm. So when my dad got sick and passed, I really felt what the products that I show my clients, what they do. I have oh. never seen an application anywhere that said, do you like life insurance? Right. Do you like disability insurance? Do you like it? But people love what it does and what it does it provides financial flexibility, optionality, freedom, and it alleviates stress. So like you said, can only focus on family and love and what's really truly to the root cause, root root core of of what matters. Yeah. You know, I think about that question and that's such a good question because, you know, here you are an expert, right? And usually when 
we, you know, have meetings with an expert, a financial expert. Um, there's so, there are so many insecurities wrapped around it. Like the last thing I want to do is tell you that, you know, maybe, um, you know, I didn't save, or maybe I don't understand what, you know, the, I don't understand the difference between gross and net. I don't understand, you know, certain terminologies, you know, right away, there's a lot of shame wrapped around money. Um, because like you said, there's not a lot of education. There's not a lot of education when it comes to having these uncomfortable conversations. And not only are we experiencing this shame, but our family also, if they, you know, if, if they didn't have those conversations with their parents or their families or have the education, there's also shame wrapped around that. And so you have this, this past generational trauma being passed to each family, and nothing's getting done. I know for my family, you know, um, we knew we didn't talk about money, but we also knew we didn't have any. And mm -hmm. it was very, very, very obvious we didn't have it. Um, and there were there weren't conversations wrapped around it. And so growing up, you know, and when when my husband and I got married and we started our own family, it was like, well, we got accepted for a credit card. We have money. You know, uh, we have money in the bank. We have money. Um, we didn't know how to, we didn't know how to save. We didn't know anything about like Roth IRAs, IRAs, you know, certain investments, like no clue on that. And it wasn't until, you know, I started my own business and my bookkeeper was like, you need a financial advisor. I'm like, I don't even know what the hell financial, like, what do they, I mean, yeah, it's in the name, but like, what do they do? You know? Mm -hmm. And it, I remember like interviewing a couple and feeling like, so like, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Cause it's like, here we go. Somebody's going to tell me I'm an idiot. And that's the last thing they did. But that was like the first thing that came up for me is I don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation and have this person tell me that I suck, even though my business is thriving and I need their help. But like, I don't want to have, I don't want to have this uncomfortable conversation, you know? You no, know, it's interesting. Um, I recently had a death claim. Um, a young client of mine recently passed unexpectedly. And it was interesting. His wife called me and I had never spoken to his wife. I only had spoken to him. I've known him for 25 years. And his wife said to me, he made sure I knew your phone number. He made sure that if anything happened to him, you were the first person to call. And you said a word that, it, it, you said the word idiot. She used that word. She said, I feel like an idiot because yeah. I don't know where everything is. I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. And she's not alone. There are a lot of women that feel the same way because, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it was their fathers that took care of the finances and their mothers, you know, th th there is a generational kind of mm -hmm. stigma to, you know, the mom is at home and the dad is working, et cetera, et cetera. You know, my husband's mother was working and the insurance agent sold her husband who wasn't making as much money as her so he sold her the policy because she was the breadwinner mm -hmm. and he was not, but he wound up dying. Hmm. 
prematurely when my husband was 17. And so, and, and by the way, his mother's still living at 85. Yeah. <laughs> and we're dealing with the long-term care issue with her. Yeah. But it, my point is, is that women, um, it's important for women to feel empowered and to feel empowered. It is okay to say, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to make sure that I find out what to do with someone that can help me. Listen, I, could I perform heart surgery on myself? Of course not. I would have to go to a heart surgeon. I would have to have a team. I would have to have a team of doctors that would advise me on what I have to do. I wouldn't do nothing. And I'm not suggesting that heart surgery is the same as finances, but in a way, metaphorically, it kind of is, right? It's, it's, you need a professional. If it's smart to say, I don't know, it's not smart to say, I don't know, and then not do something about it. So the first step is to just recognize that you need help with something because you're not, you don't know how to do it. And then once you get those training wheels going, you talk to a professional that can really get under the hood with you and build a relationship with you and a trusted relationship. And that's very important is to find someone that really cares about you and your family and your finances so that they can, that you can trust them and they can help you. And at the end of the day, anyone that says that they're, you know, silly for not doing this, or I feel like an idiot for not doing this, then, then just get up and start moving. Yeah. Right. Start moving in the right direction. And that goes away just like anxiety. Right. What gives people anxiety? It's that feeling of something's hanging. I have to do something. I'm not sure what it is. That's that's an anxious feeling. And so it's sort of the it's it's the crux of what anxiety is. Right. Mm -hmm. Just pick pick up the phone and start doing something, you know, get a referral, do do something, move in the right direction. So it's, it's and every day is another day. Do something you know, that you're uncomfortable doing once a day at minimum. And then you start getting, you you start learning more about it and you start understanding more about your financial health and your, and your fiscal responsibility in this world and how you can break the chain and, and, and teach that to your own children. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. it, it astonishes me how many, um, wealthy clients that I have that have trust set up for their kids and they are not teaching their kids how to handle the money. Yeah. And that's a very interesting thing to me too, because people need to be taught how to handle money. Mm -hmm. I I can't tell you how many people come into a lot of wealth and it's blown away Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to do with it. So it's important because we have three phases of our lives, our financial lives, right? We have the accumulation phase, which is a long phase. I mean, for me, it started when I was 14. I started working (laughs) at 14 years old, but I'm, I'm, I'm rounding the corner into my distribution phase of my life, which is how, okay, I've built up, I've accumulated the, these assets. I've accumulated them in different buckets, tax, taxable, tax deferred, tax freeze. I've done that, you know, you balance that out because, and then you take into consideration all the risk factors, right? You want to make sure you're buying the insurance to protect against, you know, uh, a death, a disability or long-term care. You want to, you know, 
hire an investment advisor to, to make sure that you're doing that as well. I forgot where I was going with this. You're going into educating family with money and making sure you went to distribution. Yes. I was talking about the different phases. Thank you. I was talking about the different phases of our financial lives. And so during the accumulation, distribution, and preservation phases of our life, right? So accumulation is when you're saving your money. Distribution is when you're taking the money out to live. And then the preservation phase is when you're trying to preserve it for the next generation in a tax efficient way. And so what I, and, and, and during all these, these three phases, there are risks, market, inflation, interest rate, president, elections, ta- you know, taxes. Yeah. There's so many risks that are out there. And during the accumulation phase of your life, you have income coming in, your paycheck, right? It's, you, you have new money coming in. But during distribution, there's one thing that's missing. It's that new money, mm. right? So it's actually more dangerous to take money out during the distribution phase than it is to accumulate money during that phase of your life with the same risks. It's just more dangerous because you don't have new money coming in. So if you're disinvesting in a down market, in a bucket, for example, your taxable bucket, your equities, that's not a good thing. It could wreak on that portfolio and you're left with you, you could be left with having to be forced to go back to work or live a lesser lifestyle that you anticipated because you didn't distribute the money in the right from the right bucket yeah that takes um you know this is this is a it's an ongoing process it's ongoing review process it's an ongoing relationship process because we have to figure out Everybody wants to just go to sleep at night and not worry, right? You, you want to have mailbox money, meaning you want money to come in every month. You know, there are certain things that a financial advisor can help you set things up so that you don't have to worry about which bucket you're taking things out of and how long it's going to last. That's the advice that you get, right? That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the playbook, yeah. You know, you've got to create this playbook. And then we're talking about estate taxes now, you know, at the end of 2025, uh, I know your audience is, is probably uh, aware of this, but um, our estate exemption will sunset in, at the end of 2025. So there are a lot of trusted estate attorneys that are inundated with people doing trust work so that they can move money out of their uh, estates without having to get hit with hefty estate taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do, doing the trust work now so that they can preserve their estate for the next generation. But as I said before, you transfer wealth to the next generation. That next generation has to be prepared for it. Yeah, That's where that financial advisor comes in because you build a relationship. I have relationships with my, with my clients, but also their children. That's when you know you're getting really old, by the way, when you have relationships with your clients. <laughs> But I I don't know if I got too weedy in all of that explanation. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help 
We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time! You've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. Well, a couple of things that I definitely want to ask. So how do we know? So we, you know, we already know that there's a bunch of insecurity wrapped around money. We already know that there's a great amount of uncertainty with, with money. And so with all of those factors tied in, you know, the audience are high achieving women. So we have these businesses. How do we know? Because this was my initial fear for me. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do a bunch of interviews with financial advisors and I don't want to tell them I'm uneducated with money because I don't want them, you know, you hear these stories of the financial advisor stealing money, you know? And so it's like, I don't want to tell them I'm completely clueless when it comes to money, but I don't know what questions to ask them. And then I have my own, you know, insecurities about money. And so how do I have a healthy conversation with a financial advisor? So I know I'm hiring the right financial advisor. I'm asking the right questions and I feel competent in this discussion. Like, how do I do that? That's a really great question. I think women have um, a sixth sense. It's called intuition. I think, mm-hmm. yeah. I think women are really unique in that way. Um, I've met few men that have an intuition, but nothing like women. And I find that my women clients and my my business women clients, the main thing that they look for is a, is someone they can trust, someone that has their best interest in mind, someone that gives more than they get, someone that is a deep listener, someone that doesn't make you feel badly for not for, for, for your own self-doubt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that you, you, it's, you know, if you don't feel that connection, find someone else that you do feel that connection with, because you have to feel connected. Mm -hmm. There has to be a foundation of trust. And the only way to, to, to feel that trust, in my opinion, is to you can get referred, right? You could, um, I don't know, uh, you could find top advisors in the area. It, it, you could ask a, a, an attorney, you could ask your CPA, you could, th- there's a, referrals are a good thing because they've been vetted, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I certainly don't make any cold calls. I've been in the business now for almost 30 years. I get referrals. My referrals yeah. are from existing clients or my, my centers of influences that know how fiercely protective I am of my clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the most important thing is, do you feel embraced? 
Do you feel understood? Do you feel respected? Do you feel understood and appreciated? Yeah. Those three things are so important. It, in fact, you're a great client because you don't know, but you're successful with what you do. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pretend to be successful with what you do. I would feel like an idiot too. I, I couldn't <laughs> do what you do. We're trained to do this. We, we, there's continuing education. There's designations that we get. We, we, I mean, I am entrenched in this, right? But mainly for me, it's how do I make somebody feel that they can trust me and they feel comfortable to be open to me? And I find that if I'm open to them, yeah, sometimes first, yeah, feel, okay. Yeah. She's, she's, she's sharing with me. Let me share with her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that yin and yang kind of a thing. It's if somebody ever says to you, I'm, if, if somebody ever shows you a product before they understand the problem, yeah. walk, walk away, walk away, walk away. Yep. So I, I would say, um, I'm hoping that this reaches your audience, that they hear me and yeah. they hear our conversation and hopefully they pick up a phone and say, Hey, maybe Abby large might be able to help me here. Oh yeah. She sounds like a cool chick. Okay. She let's sounds not it. wonderful. Okay. Let's do it. And you pick yeah. up the phone and you figure it out. But I think one of the telltale signs is if they start talking about products right away, they're just trying to make a sale. Mm. And that's not my, that's that I'm not an order taker. No. And if somebody wants me to be the order taker, I, I, I don't take the order. I, 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 it would be irresponsible of me to make a recommendation to you if I didn't know your full financial picture or yeah. how you feel about it. Yeah. It would be irresponsible. Abby, what are maybe three to five questions that we should be asking um, during our conversation or during the interview process with a potential financial planner? That is a great, great question. I think one question is, what's your why? Ooh. Don't tell me, don't tell me who you are. Tell me why you are. Why did you get into this business? Hell yeah. Second question would be, what's your ideal client? Mm-hmm. Who do you like to work with? Um, you know, just to identify someone that you would like to know. Yeah. Yeah. I think and someone that you would like to meet, like, what are those questions? What are the questions that you would like to know about getting to know me? Right. I'm asking those questions of you. You can ask those questions back too. I think what is your why and why did you get into this business and tell me about your practice is a good question because it gives you an indication of how they, how they work and how they think about their clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then what are some expectations we should have? Like one of them that I'm hearing you say right now, and I absolutely love it. Um, and you didn't necessarily say it, but you kind of alluded to it is I am, I'm going to be your teacher through this process. I'm yes. going to teach you and I'm going to guide you. I'm not only going to teach you, but I'm also going to teach generations moving forward. Like yes. I'm going to teach your kids and it's, you know, like just kind of listening to you right now, I get this, this feeling of like, holy shit, she's not only going to take care of me and my husband, like she's also going to take care of my kids, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that right there, 
there's this sense of loyalty. There's this sense of protection and security because I know that it's not just going to be me and the kids are going to be left with, you know, whatever they're left with, but this is for years moving forward. It's not one and done. I know that's what I needed, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you can live a long life or there are three things that happen. You live a long life. You get sick or hurt and can't work. Uh, and if you live a long life, then, you know, you have to think about will you outlive your assets or who's going to help me when I'm older? And, and, then, and then you could die right? Prematurely. All of these, when you're building that foundation of your financial plan, all of these things come to play and all of these things are talked about. Um, it's not just, Hey, you know, what's, what's sexy out there? What, what can I invest in? And what can I, you know, what, how can I make money? It's not, it's, it's how your assets are. You get, you have to learn how your assets are held, how they're distributed, I can't tell you how many people don't even have wills. They have no power of attorney. They have no healthcare proxy. I tell all my clients, if your kid is 18 years old, make sure they have a power of attorney, please, or a, and a healthcare proxy at minimum, because if they're if, if they are in the hospital, no one can talk to you. Mm. They're like, oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah. So this widow that I'm dealing with, um, yeah. I'm giving her language to use for people that are breathing down her back for money. Yeah. Do you have life insurance? How much money you have? Da, 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 da. I said, stop. She's like, I don't know what to do. All these people are asking me. I said, stop. This is your language. I have a trusted advisor for the past 25 years. Yeah. We are going to be fine, but thank you for asking. Yeah. I literally had to give her the language to use. That's how much she doesn't know what to do. And yes. every day I'm calling her, I have a list of, you know, I sent her a list of what to do when somebody passes, like, you know, call the DMV and let them know, call the credit card companies. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole list of things, get the death certificate. There's a whole list of things that I help them. I'm helping her literally step-by-step step, peel her off the floor and get her moving yeah. and, and make sure that she keeps moving in the right direction and that's my responsibility. Very people, and by the way, our firm has an entire team dedicated to making sure that these policies stay on the books because I cannot tell you how many times people have their policies unintended, unintendedly lapse. Mm. And then there's no money, there's no coverage. But we have an, an entire team that only focuses on making sure that the products that we put in place for our clients are there when they need them. Yeah. So we have, um, and I can't tell you how many people, you know, they sell a product. That's it. Never hear from you again. Done. Done. That's terrible. Yeah. My job starts after the product is sold. That's when my job starts. Yeah. Right. My purpose right now is making sure that woman feels financially stable. That's my job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My job is to help her feel empowered. Mm -hmm. is to help her feel in control. And the only way to do that for the only way for me to do that for her is to call her every day and check in. How are you doing today? Where are we on the list? What do you need? You know, let's get your team of advisors together. Let's 
I have a trusted state attorney. I have a CPA. She's like, I don't know if I need a CPA. You know, in her mind, she doesn't think she has a lot of money, but the death benefit is a ton of money. Yeah. And it has to last her 40 years. And by the way, she, four children, she's got to put through, through college. Yeah. So this money has to last. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many people want to get a hold of that money. Yeah. Like, no, 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 that's no, no. A big, Abby, I think that's the biggest thing we forget is this money has to last. Yeah, it has to this last. This money has to last. You know, mm-hmm. we get caught up in, okay, well, you know, I, I can't tell me, you know, how many people say, you know, have a million dollar will, or I'm, I'm sorry, a million dollar um, life insurance or a $5 million, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, that's awesome. You know, um, but that one question you just said, it's like, is it enough to last? Is it enough to last? And for, for how long? Because you're right. There are people that are living a lot longer. So what is one step? You want all of my listeners to do right now in this moment. What is one actionable step you'd like them to do? Call me. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, I love you. (laughs) What else is there? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Call you and do what? What do we do once we call you? Uh, Build a relationship. Let's see. If, <laughs> let's see if you can connect. I mean, that's that's the whole point of it. You have to build a trusting relationship with your advisor, and your advisor is going. Listen, we. I talk to my clients about things that they don't. They don't talk to their significant others about. I mean, yeah. deep conversations. It's almost like I'm almost like a therapist in a way. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Abby, you know, um, it's. I would say it would be, it's very important to understand that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And a lot of people make that mistake. They don't know what they don't know. And it's okay to have a review mm-hmm. and get a pat on the back and say, great job. Yeah. But I have yet to see anyone that has crossed all their T's and dotted their I's, even if they've done their planning. And by the way, people who are successful have done some planning. People who are successful have advisors, but oftentimes they do things with different people at different times Mm -hmm. and there's lack of coordination and that causes conflict. So what I like to do is look at it holistically. I, I involve the entire team and open, honest transparency about what this person's doing, what that, when did you do this? Why did you do that? Who did you do it with? And you put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Like I said, it's like going to like you, like just like I used the example before, if you had to have heart surgery, you would involve several doctors to make sure that they're all on the same page before you had open heart surgery. It's kind of the same philosophy, Mm. right? You, You just, so like I said, the answer to that question is you don't know what you don't know. I think yeah. you build a relationship with a trusted advisor that you really like and you really are, are that really understands you, mm-hmm. you know, and can, that's when the magic happens. You know, that's, that's where, and how do you find that? You find that from, you know, these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. and listening to these kinds of conversations, you find it from a referral, you find it from, but, but that's the first step would be to move. Like, don't yeah. think you got it all figured out because no. if, if your life doesn't change, you know what changes? Tax laws change. Yep. President elections. Yep. A lot of stuff changes in the world. 
And right now we're not living in, in, we're living in a pretty messy world. Yes, we are. So it's really important to make sure that things are really in order because you never know, Mm -hmm. you never know. And I think it, it, it gives us a bigger sense of accomplishment, empowerment, when you can check off those boxes with someone that knows you did it right. Bingo. Bingo. Abby, this was an absolute pleasure. Um, I know I took some notes. Um, definitely going to have Aaliyah start up that power of attorney and the healthcare proxy. I didn't even think about that. And now yeah. I'm like, why the hell did my financial advisor tell me about that? Damn it. <laughs> See what I mean? You have a financial advisor. Yeah. But, but, but I they had didn't no clue. Looks like I need to find another financial advisor, Abby. Do you know a girl? <laughs> well, you do now. <laughs> Hell yeah. So how can we find you? How can we find you? For those of us, definitely um, with you. Yes, you can find me. Um, of course, you can go to my, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. <clears throat> A-B-B-E, middle initial F as in, as in Falk is my maiden name, and large. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can go to Lennox at advisors.com l-e-n-o-x-a-d-v-i-s-o-r-s.com you can locate me there just put my name in the search bar there and and you'll see me or you can just uh email me directly at a large at lennoxadvisors.com and that's usually the best way to get a hold of me awesome we are going to have all of her contact information in our show notes Abby, this was an absolute pleasure. I love, I love your style. I love your personality. Like just having this conversation with you, it's like we knew each other. Like we just, we just known each other forever. And I really, really, I really appreciate the work that you're doing because it's not a band-aid. It's not some bullshit wrapped up in a nice bow. It's legit hardcore work, hardcore honesty, and you're really, really serving the community. So I just got to say, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, so thank much. you for that. I really, you know, thank you for that validation because I love what I do. Yeah, you can tell. I really love it. And I, I so appreciate you inviting me on and having this open and honest dialogue. And I hope that I could help uh, a lot of your listeners and definitely. And I, I'm just so grateful. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Raise your hand if you are ready to level up your marriage for 2023. Do you find that you're spending your time together with your husband checked out and in front of the TV? I know you're ready for tangible strategies that actually get you results. Reignite the spark in your marriage. Have fun and grow together. Well, I hope you have your hand raised at this minute because I have something special for you. I'm introducing my brand new six-question marriage predictor quiz that's going to give you personalized results to catapult you into the next stage of your marriage journey. That means you'll receive the results to where your marriage can get the best help. If you've got just one minute, head to veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. Again, that's veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. And you could take my brand new quiz, Marriage Predictor. Get your results delivered right to your email address. Again, that's veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz. veronicacisneros.org forward slash quiz.
What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.